Well, welcome again to another uh, podcast we have here at Refuge Church in Manor, PA. If this is uh, one of your first times listening, you may be uh, just catching on to uh, what we've been doing. Uh, my name is Pastor Dan Hersler, and uh, pastor here at Refuge Church. And uh, with me always, I have uh, two guys with me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Mike. Uh, both these guys are uh, resident pastors here that are uh, just trying to have regular discussions about what it means to be able to be a follower of Christ in, in a hopefully a a more common uh, experience, not just something that happens uh, in a church or something that happens whenever you uh, are talking about God, but it's actually something that flows out from a relationship with him. So as we've shared and, and again, continue to share at the very core of this is just us being with God. That is what roots uh, this relationship, that it's not just what we do for him, it's not going through the motions or through the actions, but it's actually being in relationship with him. And from that, though, will come stuff that flows out that becomes evident for all and uh, can be able to uh, make it clear that we have been with Jesus, which sometimes um, we say those things and yet we see the way that we live and it's not quite matching up. So we're trying to trying to make that something that is common, something that uh, is an everyday uh, occurrence for us. And so these podcasts have been uh, that ongoing discussion. And we're going to start kind of just uh, a little bit of a, a refresher, but also a reminder, maybe ultimately it's going to be a challenge as it always seems to be, um, is how quickly it can be as someone that says we follow Jesus to actually be following other things. And the danger that comes into that, it is such a subtle shift or such a little change, even maybe something that was good that then has turned into something uh, maybe not good anymore or something you know, that we've turned into like a godlike thing. And all of a sudden we have a, a new thing we're following or in other ways of saying we have a, a new foundation um, that uh, we are building upon. Paul's the one that really said this in first Corinthians chapter three. He said, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I lay a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care of how he builds upon it for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And again, if you've been in church or if you've heard uh, sermons and conferences and podcasts and read books, uh, we can really easy get tied into, well, we need to do this and this. Or if you're not doing this, then you're not truly do laying this foundation or following Jesus. And uh, we need to kind of have that discussion on a regular basis. So that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, during this podcast, uh, I'll be the first to admit, um, as someone that has been around church my whole life, there's been seasons in it where I have uh, believed that uh, you have to be a Christian if you do it this way, or you have to be a, a follower of Christ by this is the way. And when I look back upon it, it was probably mainly either one, my, my personality wanted that to be true, or my culture uh, around me wanted that to be true because everyone else was doing it that way, or it just, you know, uh, it just kind of made sense to me. And yet Jesus does something kind of miraculous in the fact that uh, you look at what he communicates and the foundation he laid. It works for all people, all places, all cultures for all times. And so often we want to attach into something that is limited to our culture or our experience 
and make that part of the foundation of following Jesus. So uh, this is something where we need to examine ourselves. We need to look um, and ask some really good questions. Am I following Jesus or have I attached other things to it? Or as Paul said, am I building on something else uh, that is taking away from the foundation of Jesus? So, you know, as I kind of, you know, share some of the stuff, uh, Ryan, what are some things that come to your mind? You know, I'm not a master builder, so I don't really know how to build a building or a house, but I'll take a stab at this. <laughs> uh, so obviously, right, you want to build the, you know, have the foundation first. But I think a lot of times when you build a house, you know, you get all excited about, oh man, you know, what do we want the house to look like? Hmm. You don't even care about the foundation, right? Sure. You just want to decorate your room, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I think sometimes that's what, what, what can happen, you know? people have an encounter with the Lord or, you know, just really find him, you know, and, and, and it's just like people, and we can get so easily excited about all these things, you know, even the good things. And we just start kind of going after those, even ministry where it's like, we just want to decorate the room when the foundation isn't really laid or, you know, it's not really, it, it's still a work in progress in our lives. And so we try to build on and do all this stuff. And then things start to get to be sideways, you know? And and I, and I think this is where the word deconstruction to me makes a lot of sense. You know, when we start building on doing all these additional things, you know, which I think strips, uh, it honestly just of like Christ and the cross is the finished work. Yeah. I think a lot of it is us adding on thinking, well, yeah, he died, but I'm kind of completing the work here. But really, I think that deconstruction of getting back to the foundation of Christ himself, and then I think from that place of recognizing he is actually everything, then we can start to build up and grow and see through kind of through the lens of the foundation, oh yeah, this, this is the Christian life. It, it's not about all the add-ons. It's really about the foundation. Yeah. No, that's good, and and you know we've used that word. It's a it's a little bit of a buzzword out there. Uh, you you want to if you Google it, you see it on social media. People can take it all sorts of different ways. That word deconstruction. Um, to me, it's one of the things I'd love to redeem that word because I think what you said, Ryan, there is is accurate. Is if we can strip things back down to the foundation, that that is a deconstruction. But um, unfortunately, some people you know want to take away that foundation. And I think too, you know, a lot of it just depending on when you um, were saved or when you came to know Jesus, you have so much in your life that is kind of already really part of who you are or what you think, what you believe. And so yeah. I think sometimes that's, those are the dangerous things that we try to add on. It's, it's things that we have thought and have believed before Jesus that are yeah. kind of still ingrained in like our being. But it's like, no, 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 you, that's got to be stripped away so yeah. we can really focus on the foundation and build from there. Yeah. You know, you, we've, you talked about the idea of your family of orientation can, yeah. can have a huge impact on that past experiences, ideas. But I even go a step further. I, I, and it's not only just what we learn before, it's also mm. what we learn after too. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's good. You know, I know, um, you know, I look back at my 20 some plus years of ministry. Now I see areas where, uh, I was communicating more about mm. a certain system or a certain way that we had to do things more than I was the foundation of Christ. Like, yeah. Yeah. you have to do this this uh, devotional. You have to do this mission trip. You have to do this experience. You have to do that, and that will make you a better Christian. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, those things are were, could be good, but that doesn't mean it. it 
it fits into every person or every disciple. And, and really, this is honestly, I think, a bigger discussion about some of the struggles in our own culture where we love to mass produce things. Mm. And so we want to be able to mass produce something the quickest, most efficient way that produces the most results. Um, and sometimes in churches, we do that that only fits a certain mold. Mm. And if you're outside that mold, it's a struggle to fit inside that. And yet we keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And, you know, we sometimes praise our numbers or we praise the outcomes and we aren't really sitting there and thinking, is this truly, you know, uh, building upon the foundation of Christ? Or are we, like you said earlier, you know, looking at the house and just looking at the, the mm-hmm. you know, the layout of the house or the prettiness of the house or, or the rooms of the house instead of the foundation. Uh, Mike, what are some of your thoughts on this? So this is, uh, a great just thought discussion, even for me, because, and I think I've talked a little bit about this in episodes past, but, um, even as I've walked through some of my own deconstruction and and what we're talking about, um, the seasons of my life where growing up in the church, whether I believed it or not, I, I sang all the songs, right. I knew all the different things that people said about Jesus. I'd heard every sermon that there was about the foundations and things like that. And I think that, um, in those seasons, what I really found was, um, a, a mischaracterization of something that Jesus said, where we will often look at the scripture that's found in Matthew, where he talks about, um, being like someone who built their house on a rock or building their house on sand. And what I was taught growing up, whether intentionally or not, is that by having faith in Jesus, I am like one who has built my house on a rock and in seasons of my life where I did believe, and I walked through some of the most difficult things that, that I could, um, I remember looking for and at God and saying, I do not feel like one who has built their house on a rock. Mm. I do not feel like one that is grounded in this. I know what I believe, but even that is it's shaken. And I don't, I don't know what to do with this. And all of that is to say, it really forced me to take a good hard look um, at a lot of things, including what Jesus said. And what I found whenever I went back is that I think sometimes we try to take that verse that uh, Pastor Dan referenced earlier in 1 Corinthians 3, where it talks about Jesus being established as the foundation, right? And we try to superimpose that with what he said about if, if you know, building your house on a rock. But what Jesus actually said with that verse in Matthew is if you put these things into practice, Mm -hmm. the commands that I've given you, then you are like one who has Mm -hmm. built their house on a rock. And it was this stark realization that if, if that's how I wanted to feel in that moment, not even feel, if that's how I wanted to be, I had to then look at what was actually there. I couldn't just assume what people had said about it was true, but I had to go and actually see what was true and go through that. And, and to learn the difference between that kind of a foundation and the foundation of Jesus as our faith, that without him, there is no Christianity. There is yeah. no real mm-hmm. reason to even follow or listen to th- the things that he said, that, that it all starts with his life, death, and resurrection and, and how that established this new kingdom. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And, and really the, the context of what you're saying is even what Paul is addressing in chapter three of, of first Corinthians, um, you know, the complaint of, well, I follow Apollos or I follow Paul and they're, they're kind of arguing those things. And Paul's basically saying, look, it doesn't really matter if you follow this guy, or you follow that guy. What matters is that you have 
believed and trusted in Jesus, yeah. who you said is our foundation that you, you've bet your life on him. And, um, you know, the, the part it goes on and it talks about, you know, the idea that, um, you know, some have built with hay and straw and wood and, uh, others have built with gold and silver and precious stone and the fire is going to come. It, it might, you know, won't consume you in a sense, but it's going to burn up the, the wood and the hay and the straw. And you can actually spend your life, um, building on top of the foundation, things that aren't going to matter for eternity. Mm. And that's the, that's part of things that scare me, yeah. uh, really as, as someone that, uh, has spent the last, you know, 20 some years in ministry, uh, to answer those questions. What have I really built? And, um, is it going to last for eternity? Doesn't mm-hmm. matter because, uh, there are certain things that might look good. You know, uh, you can make a house look really good with wood and, mm-hmm. and, and st- straw and hay. And, uh, yet, you know, when the, when the storms come or when the fire comes, it's, it's not going to last. And I think, I think that's the deconstruction part that I, I want to encourage people to do. Well, and if the resource of, of the gold and the silver is available to use, which yeah. takes a lot more time to establish in, in, in that foundation and is a lot more valuable, yeah. but at the same token, you have the, the straw and the wood and everything, which is faster and also available. The world tells us out of the efficiency, we'll just do the fast thing and then yeah. get to painting of the walls, get to doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's really driving home that point of what actually matters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we should be asking ourselves this question all the time. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there is so much we can do with our time. There's so much we can do with our resources. There's so much we can do. Um, you know, if you are placed in a position to, to do those things, um, and we can really spend a lot of time wasting our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, uh, John Piper made that, that famous quotes, uh, in the book, don't waste your life idea, but, but there's a real great concept to that. I mm-hmm. can be wasting my life. And, um, you know, uh, we've got to ask it, am I wasting my life based upon the words of Jesus or am I wasting my life based upon the wisdom of the world? Um, yeah. you know, this is where, you know, we've got to look and say, you know, Hey, maybe I'm, I'm being foolish in the eyes of the world, but in the eyes of Jesus, I, mm-hmm. I'm actually being faithful. Um, and you can only know that if your foundation is secured in what Jesus has given to us and what Jesus has invited us into. I think that's the part we've got to be reminded again, my, my value, my worth, my purpose, my existence, uh, my future, my hope, uh, my joy, my peace, my understanding all comes in the, to the truth that Jesus is the foundation. Uh, he is who he says he is. He's an expression of God, uh, full expression of who God is. And, uh, I can, I can, bet my life on it. So, um, Ryan, uh, you know, just kind of reading or some stuff, anything comes to, to your mind, anything you've read? Well, it's funny because Mike literally said what I was going to say. I was reading. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but in an, on another note, like what I think though, too, just kind of adding on with that was to me, what really struck me was there was the hearing and the doing mm-hmm. just, you know, how James talks about it too. But, but it was also that they both were hearing the house that was on the sand yeah. and it was on the rock, but only one of them was doing. But I think there is though that piece of like to hear is obviously important, but then it's putting into action that, um, I was reading this book, uh, just, it was just a bunch of letters by a missionary, Frank Labac, Labac. I, I don't know what his last name is, but he was basically writing home to his father, just telling him about his, I think he was in India, like his, his travels in India and his mission. 
But I, this was really on in his letters. He was talking about how he realized in himself that he really had, he was a missionary, but he was like, mm. I felt like I really had no true personal connection to Christ like every day. Like I was just going about kind of doing my thing as a missionary, but I felt like I was doing it without Jesus. And so this was kind of his, his mission while he was on mission was to really come back and to live and walk with Jesus on a daily basis. And he said this one quote, and I thought it was really good. He said, I have, I have done nothing but open windows God has done all the rest. Hmm. There have been few, if any, achievements, but there have been a succession of marvelous experiences of the friendship of God. And so he really was talking about how he himself had to give God more access. Like Mm -hmm. he had to open up these windows of making himself available to spend time with the Lord because he was so busy, right? Building on to the house and doing all these other things that he forgot to actually give time to, to acknowledge the foundation. So that just really kind of stood out to me was Jesus has finished the work, but we have to open up the windows and let them actually in yeah. to our, to our lives every day. Hmm. No, that's good. That's good. And you, you mentioned, you know, the idea of, of hearing and doing and, you know, when we when we say uh, obviously with uh, you know being with Jesus, well, being with Jesus requires some doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we got to be careful that we don't just well, I'm just being with Jesus, and I just mm-hmm. like to listen to him, and I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Or it's um, you know the danger side is while well, I'm doing all these things for Jesus, and I'm not really listening or spending time with them. So so there is that healthy balance that that we have to. Yeah, and a friend of mine he likes to say, being with God is like breathing in. And then doing is like breathing out. Yeah, it's good. It's like he he will draw you in, you're breathing in, and then from that place, he will lead you to do something. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't just end with being. Mike, how about you? How about, what have you read or, or uh, heard this week? So I, I read something um, earlier this week that essentially said that you cannot know Jesus without following him first. Hmm. And I think what's interesting, especially in the scope of what, you know, Ryan was just talking about was like, as Jesus is moving in his ministry, he was always like involving his followers in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. At least that's, that's what it appears to be, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I'm also reminded of, uh, N.T. Wright's work, Simply Good News. And even just about what we were talking about earlier, where Pastor Dan, you referenced that, you know, Jesus is who he says he is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's essentially what you know, right lays out in that work among other things. But the implications of that mean that he really did live his life. He really did die and he really was resurrected and a new resurrected body that has not happened in in the rest of the history of the world. Like this is the only instance in the history of the world Mm -hmm. and that there were hundreds of witnesses that attest to it. And so if you don't believe that he is who he says that he is, like he called his shot. He said, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Did it called his shot demonstrating that he was who he says that he was. But if you don't believe that he can't possibly be your foundation because yeah. it's off of that foundation that, Oh, he was right. There is such a thing as actual truth and actual lies. Yep. And, and he called his shot. What he did was true. 
there's something to what he's saying. And as you go deeper, you just, you start to understand more of the human condition, more of what he came to do and, and, and what that means for us and our response to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that part that he, he says he, who he is, he did it. Um, and he tells us, you know, is for by grace, we are saved. It's not of ourselves. Yeah. And, uh, that's hard for some people to, to acknowledge, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to do this or pay this or earn this, but I, I just simply receive it as mm-hmm. a, as a gift. Um, and yet this is, this is what he does. And yet I can't then turn around and take that gift and then somehow use it to judge someone else or judge, mm-hmm. uh, this person. And, and so for me, this, this discussion really comes down to two things. One, um, hopefully will give you some life and the other will hopefully, uh, give you a challenge. Uh, the one that hopefully gives you life is that, um, you don't have to work so hard, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, trying to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to live up to a standard of a culture or of a way of life. You don't have to produce something. Um, you aren't loved more because, um, you know, you, uh, are viewed as a better Christian. Hmm. Um, there's a burden that you can let go of. And, uh, you know, I've used that phrase, the idea of freedom, there's freedom that comes with hmm. that in Christ that I think is so refreshing that, uh, can help us really run a lot further. If I'm, if I'm being real honest in that is that some of us, we're tired, we're burnt out. Uh, we've, yeah. we've experienced kind of uh, some maybe uh, judgmental churchmen uh, cultures. We've uh, dealt with uh, hypocrisy in our own lives and in other lives. Um, we've been hurt uh, and scarred. And uh, I just want to let you know is that oh, we can, some of that we can, we can let go of that feeling like we have to measure up. We have to live up to what everyone else is doing or, or how they're doing it. Or, you know, you got to compare, you know, what you've done compared to somebody else. You, you can let that go. Um, the other part of it is I, I think we have to be challenged in this to say, uh, am I really building on that foundation? I know Ryan, we're mm-hmm. going to talk about this in a second here, but, um, you know, one of the things I think the last few years has revealed within our culture, as we've gone through this political and COVID and economic stuff, um, a lot of us are being discipled by other things mm. than Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, it's okay to be informed. It's okay to listen. It's okay to learn. It's okay to be involved in things. We should be. Like, we should not just be sitting in a, in a dark room hiding. We should be out there. We should be engaging. We should be involved. Yet in the end, uh, what have we put our faith and trust in the most? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I use the phrase all the time, but I, I think it's really true. And, and it doesn't matter which way you're at or, or you know, which side you're on. But I think... The reality of the last few years is that most of us or a lot of us have been more discipled by cable news than we have about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is a, is a challenging, uh, important thing that, that we have to be thinking about. Um, but, Ryan, I think you want to talk a little bit just about the practical side of that. Yeah, and I think just on the same note, really, of we, we get so boxed in to the, the rooms that we've built, that we've lived in, do we forget all about the foundation? Like he, yeah. we, I think just personally, you know, for all of us, we got to take a step back, get out of that one little room that we're in, that we've just been in that echo chamber for so long. We just keep yeah. step back out and really just look at what is actually the foundation of your life today. Not yesterday, not some, what, what is actually the foundation today? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and why are you doing the things that you're doing? 
you know, and just kind of really drill down. You got to really look underneath and, and say, is Jesus actually the foundation of who I am today and what I'm living for? Yeah. You know, and, and if he's not, well, praise God, you are aware of that, you yeah. know, and you can do something today to, to, to seek him and really to, to start on that new path of recognizing, yeah, he is the foundation, you know, and, and the beauty thing, the beautiful thing of it is that he's not calling you to be the foundation yeah. where everything's yep. built on you. Yep. No, no, no. He has already done the work. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and to just remember salvation is not faith plus works. Yep. It's faith. Yep. Faith equals salvation plus works. Yep. It's not the other way. So just be encouraged, you know, today, take a step back, just look at your life and, and really just ask the Lord, Lord, show me what, what is the foundation and then take action from there. Yeah. And I think one of the great ways of doing that in a practical sense is just, you know, list some of the things that you think uh, could be potential stuff that is creeping in there or you're building on there. And then just say, well, what would happen if I lost them? Uh, what would happen if I didn't have them? Uh, obviously, there's sadness in losing things. But if there's a, 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 a trouble actually functioning or breathing or feeling like you have to fight to the death to keep Cell them. phone. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you can't live without those things, it's pretty good indication of what is um, your foundation. Yeah. So, uh, you know, again, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing right now, it's maybe a chance just to take some time and just to pray. It's a chance just to, uh, you know, speak to the Lord, talk to him. Uh, maybe this is a moment where you need to say thank you. Maybe this is a moment where you need to say, Lord, forgive me. Uh, maybe this is a moment where you want to just commit to something. Um, but uh, the beauty in this is that in a common space, in a common life, uh, we can uh, really um, you know, find God speaking to us, moving in our hearts, and, and we can make real change, real transformation, because the Holy Spirit is doing that in our lives. And so if you have any questions or anything we can help you with, please uh, email us at info at churchrefuge.com. Uh, we'd love to be able to just pray with you or encourage you in any way. Again, just thanks again for listening. <laughs>